0: Welcome to episode 16 of Unleashed, Unchained and Unapologetic. Just to remind you about who we are and what we're here for, we're humble-driven allies and leadership advocates who are obsessed with supporting leaders to stand up and step up so that the workplaces of today and tomorrow truly work for all. Everything we do supports you to lead and shift the status quo forever by taking one human step in a smarter direction. And it all starts and ends with you,
1: welcome, Karen. L. he's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, it's almost like we never left the studio here, isn't, isn't it? Funny <laughs> that. Hmm. hmm.
0: So today's subject matter is overstressed, overwhelmed, over it, and how to recover. What we a should, great title. We
1: should add overworked in there as overworked, well. Overworked, yes. Yeah, and over it. Definitely. Over it,
0: definitely over it.
1: So where do we start? Well, let me ask, let me pose you a question. Oh, if you were overstressed overwhelmed overworked and over it how would you be feeling
0: pretty crap
1: i, I love that would you be feeling stuck totally stuck i'd be feeling st- and actually paralyzed probably you know it's funny you said par- as, as as i was saying stuck the word that came to mind was paralyzed we just we're just so on it today yes yeah, so vibing Fibing. okay so stuck. <laughs> it is the coffee so stuck is a really good word um, and my question to everybody that's listening is who feels stuck And it doesn't have to be in life. It could be in any area of your life. So somewhere where you're struggling to make a decision and you keep going back to it and you keep going and you just don't know, don't know what to do. Maybe it's a decision between two different pathways in life in or a decision that you have to make. And for some reason, you can't weigh it and move forwards.
0: So it's a really it's a bit of a
1: I always like to say it's a bit of a sliding doors moment, isn't it? I love that film. Bloody love that film. Strongly suggest everybody goes and watches Sliding Doors immediately because it is absolutely like that. And that's the thing about Sliding Doors is that's a life change moment. And I think anybody listening is going to know when they look back over their own history that there are pivot points Mm. where we make a decision to go left, not right. Yeah. And everything Changes. changes. So when you get given those choices, what do you do panic panic <laughs> let's be honest I love it so she just fills in the blanks what do yeah. you do you panic. panic so tell me about what not panic... talking from life experience yeah, at all. but let's talk about what panic feels like in that moment because you get panicked and you get stuck
0: I don't even know if you feel
1: panic you just
0: you end up reaching out to loads of people don't you to ask for their advice because you want <laughs> someone to give you the answer uh you 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 don't sleep, you stress, you overthink. God, it's, it's, a, it's a really horrible place to be. And you pivot from one decision to the other. So
1: where do you get stuck? Where are you actually stuck? With making a change. Yeah, but where are you stuck? In your body, where are you stuck? In your head. Yeah, which bit of your head? At yeah. The front. The little brain at the front that thinks it can solve its way out of anything. Um, again, uh, you'll notice I'm going to throw in film and, and, and music quotes every so often. But um, anybody who's familiar with the song "Sunscreen" by Baz Lerman, right? So it's a fantastic. Again, it, it, it's it's tipped as being a, a speech of a valictorian speech was given in the states to a bunch of people, school kids that were graduating, or whatever. But there's a line in it which is, um, "Thinking is is like trying to solve a maths equation by chewing bubble gum." <laughs> Right. Well, or it's something like that. I've got the quote slightly wrong, but that's it. Um, and the truth about it is that when your small brain at the front comes to the conclusion, wrongly, that it can think its way out of any solution, which it can't, then you're effectively chewing bubblegum and trying to solve a maths problem because there is no amount of information that anybody can give you. There's no amount of advice that anybody can give no. you that is going to enable you to break the deadlock between what should I do And what will I do now? The shoulds we could deal with forever because the shoulds in our lives come from the rules we were given as kids. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have on one side of the equation, the shoulds. What should I do? That was
0: always my go to.
1: What are the rules? And most people will follow the rules that were given as children, which is why we repeat offend and get stuck in the same repeating situations over and over again solve them the same ways, end up in the same situation. So shoulds do not represent who you really are. They do not represent your full range of choice. They represent what you were told was the right thing to do as a kid, one way or another, or were still the conclusion that you came to based on what you thought you were being told as a kid.
0: So what do you do, Karen? What is the best thing to do?
1: Well, so on one side you've got the shoulds, and on the other one is the will. Now, on the will side, and this is the interesting part, you have 100% choice. But you don't believe you do because that's why you've got stuck in the... You really don't. The pro, what I love is people come to me all the time. They've got a pros and cons list. I've got this big decision to make. I had one a few weeks ago um, going through a bunch of interview processes. Should I move here or should I not move here? Should I do this interview or not do this interview? List of pros and cons. I listened to her go through the pros and cons for about 10 minutes. And at the end of it, I said, so based on your pro and con list, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so very, very beautifully framed the problem, came yeah. up with the options and still couldn't We've solve the problem. There. And that's the definition of being stuck. Yeah. And what she'd done is she's thought her way logically through. So what was missing? She wasn't feeling. feeling it. Exactly. So what's the what's the getting out clause? It's the feeling it. Now, how do we decide what we want to feel? Well, we can't. Can we control what we feel? Yes, we can. My counsel to anybody who is stuck, and this comes back to my father-in-law, dear father-in-law from Australia, English guy, amazing, amazing guy, Michael Gledon, one of my favorite men on the planet, who used to say, there's no decision in business that you can make that can't be undone. And I liked that. I like that. And then he said, and there's no decision in life that can, you can make that can't be undone except death.
0: So true.
1: And I was like, interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you change your mind on something or change things, there's a whole load of collateral bow wave that you create. Yeah. So, you know, there are some things that encourage us not to change course, not to make decisions because of the consequences. But the truth is, you have 100% choice in any moment over what you do. We really do. I could strip down and run naked around the studio right now if I wanted to. I'm not going Please to do it. Don't do that. No, because that would be disturbing for everybody, but most of all for me. <laughs> but I could do that. I could start swearing, blinding. I could go and steal stuff. I could hijack a car. I could do anything, but I won't because those things are going to have consequences that I don't want. When you're stuck, and this is to Michael's point, take one step. And with our podcast, we say take one smarter step in a different direction. So the, the way out of the maze when you're stuck is to take one step. So you stop. You look at your long list of pros and cons, you think, yep, I've nailed it. it, doesn't help me, and I'm gonna do X. And you do not know whether X is gonna be right or wrong, or how it will feel because you're stuck. But when you take the step into X, first of all, you're immediately unstuck, and second of all, you can gauge how you feel. And then you can make a choice to take another step. It might be a step back. It might be a step in a different direction. But you're moving. Yeah.
0: I always say there's no wrong or right. Just do something and then you'll be shown where you need to go from there, and you can always move back again. I remember when I moved out to Australia in my early 20s. Sounds familiar?: I <laughs> was very, very anxious. I was literally the night before I due to go Australia, it was like nearly unpacking my case. I was, just, I was only 22. it was a big move. I'd never been that far across the world before. I wasn't really sure about the person I was with at the time, so that didn't help. So I remember planning on the way to Australia, well, I'll just go in the car and when I get to uh, Manchester, I can always get the train back to Leeds. And then doing the next step, oh, well, if I go to the airport, I can always get the train back back to Leeds. So right up until the point I was boarding the plane, I was thinking of, well, I can always do this, I can always do this. My dear dad said to me the night before I went, he said, you can always come back. You can always come back. It's not we're not going anywhere, and that was the most reassuring thing because it's true. You can always. And this back. is to
1: the point. You know, virtually no decision is entirely reversible. It might set you on a path where you it might have to pivot shift slightly. Yeah. Yeah. It might change your direction, but you can still move in a different direction from any choice that you make. Um, there are very few choices in life that are irreversible. But the most important thing is when you've taken a step to really evaluate the consequence of that step and what path it is taking you down. Mm-hmm. Because by that stage, you'll have clicked out of your front front little annoying brain that's really good with the pros and cons list. Okay. Your subconscious will start taking yeah. over and saying, how do we feel about this? Or in my inner boardroom language, the intuitor will start to evaluate how it's feeling. And it is actually the feeling that often gives you the biggest clues. I'm, I mean, Elle's just given us a fantastic example that I could take her down on, which is, and I was packing my case and I thought maybe I should unpack it. I'm going to say that your intuition absolutely knew that there was something not quite right in the universe totally. in that move, but look at what it gave you. Amazing. Extraordinary experiences. Great friendships. I also moved to Australia mm-hmm. in my 20s. And again, you know, I got there. And I, did, I very much did it on my, on my own. My, my, my father burst into tears when I left. He was like, oh, my God, she's left. She's never coming I back. I got a letter because he was too painful to tell me to my face yeah. that I had
0: to open when I was on the plane. Oh, my eye-balled. God. I <laughs> bawled.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 was, I was going to Australia to recreate my life with a blank piece of paper, which I did really successfully. And I loved it. It was very, very good. I don't regret it. Except when I first arrived in Sydney, I had this profound sense of being on Mars. First of all, I was 12,000 miles away from the UK. I'd never been that far away. I didn't really know anybody. I didn't know I was out on a limb Mm -hmm. and the UK felt like it's so far away because when I hit the top north-hand corner of Australia, in my head I was going to be in Melbourne or Sydney in a couple of hours. (laughs) Six hours later I'm still on the plane. Isn't
0: it funny how someone will say, oh, it's just around the corner? Well, because the map's so distorted. Two hours later. Australia, literally, it's
1: it's just not to scale on the map. So I was like, you know, okay, we're, we're nearly there um and once I'd done the trip I felt like I was in the middle of nowhere but the minute I'd done the trip back to visit the UK I was like aha okay so I can always get on a plane and actually it's not that far no. it's a I haven't away, I haven't lost connection with my entire family and friend group um the UK is still there it hasn't suddenly mysteriously vanished off the map
0: bizarre, yeah.
1: and and I realized actually I lived in a connected world now that might sound really stupid to many people but when you go through a profound life change mm-hmm. and direction change, which we've bo- we're both talking about, it's gonna feel really uncomfortable. And that discomfort represents growth mm-hmm. because we both grew out of those experiences enormously. Um, and what we're inviting you to do is just take one tiny step. Do not fly to Australia necessarily. <laughs> Unless you want fairly to. fairly large it's step. It's a great place. Yeah, but packing, you know, moving your life around. is a big step. It's a big step. But you can just board the plane. And you can get on the plane and right back again afterwards. Yes, it will cost you an arm and a leg and 24 hours of your life, at least. Actually, probably more like 48 hours of your life. You'll miss a few time differences. You might feel a bit knackered when you get home. But on line, you can do it mm. because you have a 100% choice. But that one step is all you need to take to open up the world to you again. So I think on that note... On that note, because we've On that it note,
0: because um, we do like to keep these kind of not too long so you don't get too <laughs> bored of our voices. But... Um, <laughs> So one step. The question that we're going to leave you with today is what one step are you going to do to get unstuck and move forward today if you're feeling unstuck? What In any
1: way? area of your life. So, you know, it could be a micro. I'm stuck. I don't know whether to buy this pair of shoes or that pair of shoes. Put one of the pairs of shoes on and walk out of that shop proudly. That's my advice. Love it. So, you know, it doesn't matter what choice you make unless it's life threatening. Let's just be choice. clear. There is always another choice. And if you are if you're on a downward spiral and the choices aren't taking you where you want to go, the easiest way to reverse that spiral is to stop and take a step in the opposite direction. Okay, Okay. doesn't matter what step it is, just in the opposite direction. So if it's not working out for you and you're feeling rubbish and you've got caught in a negative spiral, make a conscious choice to do the opposite to what you're currently doing.
0: Love it. Karen, thank you so much, as always, for that amazing advice. Um, I hope it's helped everyone today. If you like this podcast, and we certainly hope you do, we're getting some lovely feedback, please click on the bell and subscribe. Tell your friends and family and share the word. And thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate
1: it. Yep. thanks so much.